0: Their congregation, the theme for the sermon tonight is honor your father and mother. Honor your father and mother. Three thoughts. First, to honor. So, what is it to honor? Second, to obey. We'll listen to the Bible and see what it is to obey. And third, The practice of this commandment. So honor your father and mother mother, to honor, to obey, and the practice of this commandment. So the first point of attention is to honor. The text of the commandment, the words of the commandment are honor thy father and thy Mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Well, it is a commandment that many of us and around us struggle with in the practice of their life it is not always easy to keep this commandment let's compare it with the other commandments the first four commandments they deal with god and our relation with him and of course if we understand who god is it makes sense right That we honor God, that we obey him, that we praise him. So these first commandments are out of question. We understand how important that first table is. The last four commandments, the last commandments, the second table, the commandments after the fifth commandment, They are about ourselves. What we must do, what we must not do, right? We must not kill, not steal, not bear false witness, not covet. And these things we can also understand, right? To love God above all, that first table. To love our neighbor as ourselves, and that second table. It corresponds to the generally accepted moral rules of the world around us. But this fifth commandment stands out. It really stands out because we have to honor our parents and our parents are sinful people, people like us. Again, to honor God, that makes sense when we look ourselves we don't kill we don't covet etc makes sense but to honor other sinful people parents to honor president biden to honor fill it in these things often in our life they do not make any sense and we don't read about any exception right We should honor our parents and everybody above us in a position of authority always in all circumstances. I don't read about any exception here. It doesn't say honor your parents except if, no, just honor your parents. And what if? Because this commandment evokes all kinds of feelings. What if? What if our parents didn't or don't fulfill their parental role? We still need to honor them? What is it to honor them if they don't fulfill their God-given role? What if our parents hurt us? Maybe even deliberately hurt us. Do we still need to honor them? Why? Why? What is it to honor them? If they restrict me in my freedom, and they determine for me the choices I would like to make, do I still need to honor them? Why? Well, this fifth command really evokes quite a bit. It always did. It does so in our time. Maybe, maybe in our time a little bit more. Maybe in the United States, a little bit more, I don't know. We, we are all the same human beings, but, but we like to do what feels good. It's in our society all about self-development. And suddenly, honor your parents. Honor everybody above you in a position of authority. So what about our self-development? What about me? What about my feeling? What about my will? Are we not restricted in our freedom here? And we like our freedom, right? What about our rights? Do we have any rights? Isn't this commandment just, you know, unjust? Unjust? And it all indeed get words when we indeed consider the scope of this commandment, because it's not only about our parents, it's about everyone placed in a position of authority above us. So it is about the consistory of Providence Reformed Church and you. It's about your employer, your boss at work. It's about your teacher at school. It's about our government in Lansing and Washington, D.C., Yes, indeed, it is. We have to honor them. And it's quite massive, right? Just honor your father and your mother. Honor everybody in a position above you. Just honor them. A- and there is a promise on doing it. And there is even a warning on not doing it. You, you can read that warning in Exodus 21, verse 17. He that curseth his father or his mother... Shall surely be put to death. Make it broader. He that curses the authority appointed by God above him, and fill in whatever that authority is, shall surely be put to death. Well, then it comes close. So this commandment is the first one with a promise, but attached to it is also that serious curse. You shall be put to death. If you don't obey, you don't obey this commandment. So there's every reason to listen carefully tonight. It is indeed an important commandment. Let's first look to the place of this commandment within the Holy Law. These ten commandments. What is its proper place? What is the place of this fifth commandment within these ten commandments? Well, as all of you know, no doubt about it, you know that we can divide the Ten Commandments into two groups. We always speak about the two tables or the two sides of the table. we all know that the summary of the first table, that first group of commandment is love God above all. We all know that the summary of that second table, second group of commandment is love your neighbor as yourself. Well, this fifth commandment is placed on the second table because it speaks about our parents. It is the first commandment of that second table. Love your neighbor as yourself. But at the same time, it is a kind of transitional commandment. It is a transitional commandment. In a certain way, it is placed in between these two groups of commandments. How do I know that? Well, on the first table, the first four commandments, the name of God is mentioned in each of the first commandments. In the 6th, the 7th, the 8th, the ninth, and the 10th commandments, you don't read the name of God. But in the 1st commandment of the 2nd table, you read the name of God. So there is clearly a link by mentioning the name of God between the 5th commandment, the 1st of the 2nd table, and the commandments of the 1st table. Just by mentioning the name of God. But there is more. The first table looks upwards to God vertically. That second table looks horizontally and inward. It's about ourselves and it's about our neighbor. It's about our relationship with between us and our neighbor. It looks horizontally. But this commandment looks both vertically to our Father, to everybody above us in a position. And the highest position is taken by God. He's the heavenly Father. under your father and your mother. But the highest Father is seated in heaven. And this commandment looks vertically. And it even looks inward. It speaks about me. So, clearly, this is a transitional commandment. Listen to the text in Malachi 6 verse 5. That text makes very clear, Malachi 6 verse 5, that this commandment is indeed a transitional commandment. I'll read that text out aloud for you. 6 verse 5, Malachi 6 verse 5. A son honors his father and a servant his master. If I, says God, be a father, where is my honor? If I be a master, where is my fear? You see that connection? The fear of God, honoring God, and honoring our father and our mother. It speaks about others. Clearly, it, this text connects these two tables. In other words, let's summarize it. This commandment stands out. There's one more thing even. This commandment is one of the few that is quoted forbidden, literally, in the New Testament. We have read it, Ephesians 6, verse 1, 2, 3. It's quoted literally, forbidden, literally. Let's go one step further. So it is a transitional commandment, one step further. This commandment says, honor thy father and thy mother. And that, of course, raises the question, what is meant by honoring your father and your mother? Well, it is very clear that, of course, in the first place, our earthly parents are meant. We take this commandment in the very first place, literally, our parents. I don't have to explain that, that's clear. But if we are familiar with the Bible, you are. You are familiar with the Bible. You know that the term father is applied very broadly. The term father applies to earthly fathers. But to give you an example that it's applied far more broadly, the apostle Paul calls himself a father for his disciples. So he's in a position of teacher, and that teacher is called a father. He calls himself even a father of all the believers there around him. He isn't their father. He's their pastor. But he calls himself their father. In the Old Testament, kings are called father. So the government, the kings, they are called father and of course God himself is called father in other words father indeed if we take the bible is everybody placed above us in a position of authority i give you some more proof text of this this is the classical interpretation of this fifth commandment it's not only about our earthly parents it is about everybody in the position of authority. Romans 13. I just read verse 1. But that famous text, right? Many of us don't like Romans 13 that much. Especially when we look back to the COVID times, right? It makes us a little bit... It unsettles us, it's us a little bit. But let's read it. Romans 13. Let every soul... Be subject unto the higher powers. Just pause here. Let every soul be subject to the higher powers. And there is a reason for that. For there is no power but of God. God appoints a pastor, an elder, a deacon, a president, a major, whoever. A teacher, parents. God puts them in that position of authority. There is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. Romans 13, verse 1. Ephesians 6, verse 5. Just to prove that this fifth commandment is more broader than the earthly parents. Servants. In the first four verses of Ephesians 6, it spoke about parents, and then it speaks about servants. Servants, be obedient to them that are your masters according to the flesh, with fear and trembling, in singleness of your heart, in full obedience. Sing, that singleness of your heart, in full obedience, as unto Christ. Wow, that's something. Or, or listen to 1 Peter 2, verse 18. First Peter two verse eighteen. Servants be subject to your masters with all fear. And then please listen not only to the good and the gentle, but also to the forward. Or consider this text, words of Jesus, Matthew twenty two they say unto him, uh, sorry, render therefore unto Caesar, words of Jesus, render therefore unto Caesar the things which are Caesar's. Pay him your taxes. Pay him what, what he asks for. Just give it him. He is Caesar. He's appointed by God. And pay to God the things that are God's. Well, the circle is indeed white if we interpret the term father, and we listen to all these other texts, and there are many more texts in the Bible and many more examples. The fifth commandment speaks about our family, church, school, work, government. Well, but then there is another question. Why do we need to honor all these people placed in a position of authority above us? Why? What is the reason? Well, then the first question, of course, what is it to honor? What is it to honor someone placed in a position of authority? Well, as you probably know, that word honor in Hebrew, kabed, it means to be heavy. To be heavy. Yes. In other words, you esteem your parents heavy. In other words, you honor them, you glory them. So the other side is then, you listen to them. You respect them. You obey them. That is it, to honor them, to make them happy. Really listening, respecting, obeying, it's all contained in that term, honor. Honor. Heavy. What is the word opposite to heavy? Of course, light, light. A feather, right? A feather is light. With every breath of wind, that feather is taken by the wind. It is carried away from you, and it's quickly out of sight. Just a little bit wind, that, 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 that gentle breeze and the feather is taken away and it's soon out of your sight. So to deem someone light is that you don't really see the other one. You don't really listen to the other one. You don't pay attention to the other one. You don't respect the other one. You just don't see the other one. But... To deem someone as heavy, to honor someone, imagine a stone, right? A stone or a rock is heavy. The wind has no hold on a rock or a stone. Weather, circumstances, it has no influence on that rock or stone. If it blows hard, you can hold on that rock or stone. When you're tired, you can sit on that stone or rock. That stone is there. Well, then it comes maybe a little bit closer. What it is to honor your father and mother, to make them heavy. You make them heavy as that stone. You don't see your pa- you don't um, see your parents as that feather. You hear them and you move on. You don't obey them. Oh, they just say something. I'll do what I like. I do have another feeling. No. You consider them as being that rock. You listen to them. You obey them. They are heavy. They are there. Why are they there? Because they are put by God in that position. God has given you these parents, that boss, that president, whatever. God has given all these people to you. And he put them in that position. They are there as that stone, unmovable, heavy. You can't ignore them. You have to listen to them. You have to obey to them. They are not like that feather. They are not like wind. No, they are there. Well, well, of course all placed in a position of authority are imperfect. They are all sinners. They are all deficient. Those in authority, including parents, are sinners. Fraud. So clear. But still, this commandment is there? Honor your father and your mother. And we all know, right? that there is only one truly heavy, and that 's of God the of course, the heavenly Father. on him, you always can depend. His words are indeed heavy because they are the truth. they are unmovable, unshakable. He speaks the truth, he is full of strength and power. he's the real Father. He's perfectly just, full of grace and love. He's the perfect heavenly one, perfectly heavy one. And indeed, all who have authority in this life are imperfect. But still, there is this commandment, honor them. Well, let's move on to the second thought, to obey. There is this question Why do we have to honor all those around us? I raised this question, but I didn't give an answer yet. Although, I hinted to an answer. Why do we have to honor all those who are above us in a position of authority? Well, then, the best thing we can do is to open the word of God and to go back to paradise. Paradise. It's best to begin there, to go to that book of Genesis. God creates man. How does God create man? Well, in the context of the fifth commandment, I would like to stress, to emphasize three things. There's far more to say, but three things about our creation in relation to the fifth commandment, first of all, man is created as male and female. There we need to start. Genesis 1, verse 27 male and female, man and woman, he created them. Let's start there. That's important background for the fifth commandment. The second thing why did God create? The human being as man and woman, as male and female. Why? Well, it's clearly written in Genesis be fruitful, multiply, replenish, fill the earth. So, man, male, and female got a clear commandment multiply, fill the earth. Genesis 1, verse 22. In other words, become a father and mother. And get children. And they will become father and mother. And they will get children. And they will become father and mother. Fill the earth. Multiply. Be fruitful. Fill the earth. The third thing, man is created in God's. Image Genesis 1 verse 27. Much of course can be said about that. But for tonight, being created in image of God means also, there is more to be said, but tonight just this one thing, means that man is viceroy. Man is king placed in a position of authority. So again, male and female were created. They were supposed to multiply, right? There you have that position of authority. Parents, children. But more than that, man is created as king, as viceroy, placed in a position of authority. We read that God blessed man and he said, Have dominion. He enabled them to be viceroy, to be king. Well, to conclude it, created men are called to be father and mother. They bring forth life. The life they bring forth is asked to go forth in the same way. And what is the purpose of all of this? What is the purpose that God made man male and female? Ask them. To be fruitful and to multiply and to fill the earth. Why did he give him that position as viceroy? authority? Why? Why all of this? That God's name may fill the earth. That's the only purpose why God gives parents. And parents get children and these children become parents. And and, and that's why we are pfizeroy, placed in a position of authority, to fill the earth. To praise God's name. To fill the earth with God's name. You hear it. On the fields of Bethlehem, Ephrata. Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, goodwill toward men. You can find this goal of our life. To fill the earth with God's name and glory all over in the Bible. I'll just mention a few texts. I don't read them. Psalm 24. Psalm 33. Psalm uh, 72. Isaiah 11. Habakkuk 2. And there are many more places. They all say the same thing. Well, the fifth commandment, you have to place the fifth commandment in this context. This is the context. The fifth commandment is placed in the context that we, that we are made male and female. That we have to multiply and fill the earth. That we are placed in a position of authority. And that we have to fill the earth with God's name, his glory. That we have to pass on the word of God to our children. Parents have authority to pass on the word of God to their children. And they will pass it on to other children. Psalm 78. So you will fill the earth with God's glory. Your children will do it. Their children will do it. And we do it in our whole life because we are viceroy, placed in that position of authority. And therefore, this commandment is the transitional commandment between the first and the second table. Fill the earth with God's name, therefore. Well, we all know how it ended, isn't it? We did not accept God's authority, point. We are rebellious people, let's be honest. We don't like to accept authority. Look to all the problems in families. Look to all the problems in the society around us. We are fallen man and we don't like authority. We like to determine ourselves what is good and evil. We like to be in that position of God, that position of highest authority. We don't like to obey. It is not in our fallen nature. That's what happened. Since our fall, look what happened. We live a cursed life. And being father or mother is accompanied by great brokenness ever since. Being a viceroy is accompanied by brokenness. And we fill the earth not with God's name, but with our name. That's what happened after the fall. In other words, we are no longer able to keep this fifth commandment but let's be honest we don't like it we always make exceptions on this fifth commandment okay i honor but immediately followed by this but immediately it doesn't say it doesn't come up with any but here in the word of god but we always have our buts and it started in paradise We are rebellious people. It's in our genes. We are fallen, rebellious people. In every individual, we meet a rebel. And therefore, we don't like the fifth commandment. Clearly not. We know it better. We know it better than my parents, the police. I didn't drive too fast, come on. Better than the tax authorities. They ask far too much. Better than the president. He makes wrong decisions. We should have that other president. Of course. He's far better. We always know it better. But we forget that God gave us all these people. And he placed them in that position of authority. You see, it's in our nature to be rebellious. Because we didn't obey God. And it started there. And we don't like to obey anyone. Well, after paradise, God's path with man continues. Isn't that amazing? God's path with rebellious people continues. We don't obey Him. We are rebels. We don't obey our authorities. We are rebels, and still God continues. And and so we encounter. In the desert of Sinai, a liberated people, Israel. And God makes a covenant with them. And He gives them these ten commandments. And one of these five ten commandments is the fifth one. And now probably we understand why that promise is attached to the fifth commandment. These commandments were given in the desert. The liberated people of Israel were underway to the land of Canaan and the Lord promised them if you are no longer a rebel if you obey me as your heavenly father and you obey all the earthly fathers then I will bring you in the land of Canaan that land of peace and if you obey me there and honor your father and your mother and everybody in a position of authority above you. If you honor them, you deem them heavy, you esteem them heavy. You see them, you listen to them, you obey them. If you do that, the Lord says, I will bless you because because if you obey my commandments, especially this fifth commandment, you will have a life of peace. There's no war. A life of peace, tranquility, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. What a wonderful promise. But there is this condition. And if we don't obey this fifth commandment, well, there's war. People slay each other. Look to Cain and Abel. So there's death. There's the curse. There's a curse. That's indeed the second, the fifth commandment. The fifth commandment is placed in that covenant community very clearly. And we have to pass on. God's name his great deeds the people of Israel were supposed to do that right Psalm 78 the parents were to tell their children God's great deeds and the parents were to listen to honor their father and their mother in other words to listen to their story about God they were to obey their parents so there was peace in that family so they would come to believe in God and obey him and they would get children and it will be repeated and repeated and repeated and the earth, the earth will be filled with God's glory after all obedience is by hearing faith is by hearing and because faith is by hearing and obedience is by hearing we have to honor our father and mother and everybody above us in a position of authority. You see the link? If we continue to be rebels against God and the people above us, we will never come to listen to God's word because our parents tell us God's word. Your pastor, your consistory, all people placed above you. We learn from them God's great deeds. Therefore, honor them. They will make you wise with God's help. With the help of the Holy Spirit. And you can do the same thing with your kids. And actually, our government is supposed to do the same thing. And I know there are, things are going wrong here. But the primary task of President Biden is to fill the United States with God's name. That every citizen of the United States will Praise God. That's the high responsibility of everyone placed in a position of authority. Well, Psalm 78 indeed, that they may, might set their hope in God. And not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments. And therefore we have parents. And therefore we have people placed above us in authority. But of course, we know that it all went wrong even after these Ten Commandments. The refrain of disobedience and not accepting God-given authority characterizes the whole human race. The whole human race is characterized by disobedience, by not accepting authority up until today. And therefore, God's word is not passed on. Look what happens around us. The churches are empty and closing by the day. Well, and therefore, God knows our weaknesses. He knows that we are rebels. And he promised a better covenant. He promised a new mediator, not Moses, but Christ. And Christ came and he lived in that perfect obedience. And he also Obeyed this fifth commandment. Christ. Christ obeyed the fifth commandment. How do I know that? Hebrews 5. He learned obedience. He learned obedience. He honored his father and mother and everyone else placed in a position above him. He experienced authority. While he was on earth and he honored them placed above him, although he was the son of God. As a human being, he learned obedience. He obeyed his parents. Look to verse 51. He went down with his parents and came to Nazareth and was subject to them. He obeyed them. He honored them. The Son of God. He obeyed his heavenly Father and therefore the law of his heavenly Father. He called on others to obey them above them. Mark 12. We have quoted this text already. Render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's. So he called upon others, obey the Roman government. And Christ knew better than everyone else that that Roman government was a very godless government. A very godless government. And yet, he called upon the Israeli people, give Caesar what is from Caesar. Honor Caesar. He even accepted, think about this the unjust decision of a Roman governor who sentenced him to death. And by obeying this fifth commandment here, there is atonement for us. Do we see how important the fifth commandment is? In Isaiah 50, verse 5, we read about Christ I was not rebellious neither turned away I was not rebellious he was so perfectly obedient it's so deep in my and our nature right to be disobedient to not respect the people above us but here is Christ and he even obeyed. He even accepted. That sentence to death. From that Roman. governor. How can we keep. That fifth commandment. Only. By abiding. In Christ. In him. Because he did it. He did it. How can we obey. That fifth commandment. Be in him, abide in him. Turning to him in repentance. Following his disciple. Being his disciple. By obedience to his word. By his spirit in us. And then, while we abide in him. And his spirit will make us fruitful. Then he bestows his blessing upon us that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. And he bestows this blessing already now, but soon he will bestow it completely, eternal life on that new earth. Well, before we move on to the last thought, let us sing Psalter 359, Psalter 359, 359. And we'll sing stanzas 1, 3, and 4. That's Psalm 127, Psalter 359, stanzas 1, 3, and 4. Mm-hmm. Well, a few words about the practice of this commandment because there are probably many questions. How? What about the practice of life with regard to this fifth commandment? Is it unachievable, right? Unachievable, unattainable in this fallen world? It's an impossible commandment. Well, a few things with regard to the practice, first of all. The first thing, and I mentioned it already, I ended my second thought with this thought. The first thing that this commandment calls for is faith, hope, and love. Faith, seeing Christ finished work. His forgiveness of all our sins and his righteousness imputed upon us, faith in God's patience and grace. What we need is hope, hope in Christ that He will complete, that He will finish what he began in us, that He will never leave us alone. That he will never slumber nor sleep. That salvation is his work for the full 100%. Hope in Christ. And the third thing we need is to love him who loved us so much. That he is so willing to wash our feet day by day again. If you do not know these things or not live in these things, faith, hope, a love in Christ, you certainly will fail. Certainly. Then it is just general moral sense, but you will fail to live according to this fifth commandment. So it calls for first. Second, I would like to consider you what it is that this command, what this commandment um, does demand from parents and those in authority. What does this fifth commandment demand from parents and them placed above us in authority? Well, exercising Authority happens as God's representative here on Earth. Everyone placed in a position of authority, as supposed or actually is—I don't say they, they fulfill that role, but they are God's representative here on Earth. We got God. Did put them in that position of authority he gave them that position authority is exercised by virtue of God given power it is exercised with his blessing and if we don't understand that we will never be able to fulfill this fifth commandment never uh, authority is exercised for one purpose for one purpose proclaiming God's name passing on God's word making his name great that's the reason why parents have their authority why presidents have their authority kings, teachers employers it doesn't matter this is the main goal. This is why God gave authority. And that his name will be glorified. And that his word will be passed on. That we live in tranquility and peace. And that there is openness for the word of God. Obe- obedience. obedience. Well, exercising authority requires Living from God's great deed in Christ. So certainly. And lastly, exercising authority. Authority can only be exercised in an attitude of humility, an awareness of brokenness, an awareness of sinfulness, and a constant pleading, Lord, forgive. That constant coming to the Lord in repentance and pleading on the finished work of Jesus Christ. So there is that attitude of humility. There is a sense of dependence on God and God alone. What deficiency is here, what failure is here, right? For all parents, for everybody placed in a position of authority. We live in a broken world. World. And even with the best parents among us, they always, there is always falling short. Always. There is always our flesh that wants to do wrong. And even our best work is tainted with sin. So it's so important that everyone placed in a position of authority always go back to the Lord in repentance and believe on the finished work in Jesus Christ. Abide in Jesus Christ. Live as we read in the Psalms, that confession of sin, that awareness of sin and guilt, that attitude of repentance, and at the other hand, seeing God's great deeds, and then trusting him, believing him. This is the only way how to exercise authority, otherwise we will fail as parents or whatever authority we have. Third, what is it to undergo authority? I would shortly like to dwell on with you briefly what it is to be placed under authority. Well, that's difficult, isn't it? To be placed under authority is very difficult, but it, that is what is asked for in this fifth commandment, without any doubt. Honor their father and mother obey to them God asked to honor them and honor those in authority to esteem them for what they are heavy placed by God in that position they are weighty for us God granted that position and therefore they are weighty not because they are good parents not because we have a good president or whoever no But God gave them that weighty position. And therefore they are heavy. And therefore we obey. And therefore we listen. Not because of their behavior. Not because of who they are. Because we all fall short. But because they are placed by God in that position. God granted that position and he blessed them. But let's also consider, right... That we, let me take the example of parents and children. And maybe it's very difficult for us as children to obey our parents. But, but let's look to ourselves. A young, young child. It's already so disobedient, right? It, it begins to dif- discover himself and explore parental boundaries. Disobedience. In the teenage years, there is a consciously turning away from parents. Disobedient. The child, which grows older, tends to forget the lessons learned at home. That aging child forgets his parents, which are needy and lonely. What a failure, right? What a lack we need to be in Christ, to ask for his forgiveness. Yeah. And the practice of honoring parents is difficult. It is. Parents can make obedience by times almost impossible. We see here the brokenness of life. It is by times almost impossible to obey your government The brokenness of life. But three things about it. First of all, there is this mutual task within the congregation to support each other in love, to be a wall around the other one in prayer, to listen to each other, to support, to encourage the other one. We are given as a family to each other. That's very important. In the brokenness of this world, So much brokenness. The second thing that must be pointed out. That following Christ is always self-denial. Following Christ is taking up your cross. Christ took up his cross. Our sin. We take up our cross of self-denial. That's following Christ. Also with regard to this fifth commandment. There is Self-denial. Christ was a bearer of a cross and misunderstood. And so we are to be bearers of the cross and often misunderstood. But it is also good to point out that there is a limit. A clear limit to authority. What is the limit? Where is that limit that we don't have to obey anymore? And can protest that limit is there where honoring and praising God, lifting up God's name is made impossible. There is the limit because the God-given commandment to us in paradise was lifting up God's name. And therefore he gave parents and therefore he gave the gift of authority. That the earth will be filled with his name, his praise. And where this is made impossible, there comes disobedience and protest. There is the limit. Finally, finally, let us not forget that this life is a skull of exercise. This whole life seeks to bring us closer to the Lord, to his son. This whole life. And to this end, the Lord gives his word and he gives his spirit. This whole life is an exercise in which all believers practice godliness. They practice godliness. That's great gain with contentment. Life is a preparation for eternity. And it makes us constantly discover who we are, who God is. And learning that in this life is so important. It prepares us for that eternity with Christ. So it's so important to see that there is indeed brokenness. And sometimes it is impossible to honor your father and your mother. But this whole life is a school of exercise. Fleeing to Christ in an attitude of humility, of repentance, and finding everything in him, that we may indeed sigh and cry, come, Lord, yes, come. Amen. Let's seek the Lord in prayer. Lord, we come before thee as humble people. It is such an impossibility for us to to live according to this fifth commandment, to obey our parents and others above us in authority. It's such a broken world, living under thy curse. O Lord, therefore we flee to thy Son, Jesus Christ. In him is forgiveness. In him is righteousness. He will never leave his children alone. He will finish what we can't. Oh Lord, give us that attitude, that posture of Jesus Christ that we may indeed take up our cross. That we will no longer be rebels, but take up that cross of self-denial in the brokenness of this world to long for that future world, heaven and the new earth. To long after Jesus Christ O Lord, help us in living according to this fifth commandment. We thank thee for all thou gave us today. We ask thee to bless thy word and to go with us in the week ahead of us. Lord, bless us. In the name of thy son Jesus Christ, we ask these things and we praise thee. Amen. Let us sing Psalter 360, Psalter 360, Psalm 128, Psalter 360, and we'll sing all five stanzas. The five stanzas of Psalm 128, Psalter 360. Lift up your hearts to God and receive the blessing of the Lord. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. Amen.